start today's program with a conversation with Guillermo Gaspar from Barcelona, the company Byhours.com. Guillermo, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, hello everybody, and thank you just to stay here with you. So let's start by introducing our audience to you and to Byhours. Tell us a bit about the company and, and how and why you started this company. You obviously have a deep uh, family history in this industry. So let's talk about you a bit and then about by ours. Okay, that's perfect. I think it's important just to explain shortly about my personally, a short intro. I am the fourth generation of a hotel family business based here in Barcelona. I was born here in Barcelona, 41 years old. And uh, the thing is that uh, I've been involved in the hotel industry for all my professional life, uh, working inside the hotel in, a, in, a, in the family business. Okay, and six years ago, more or less, I met my my co-founder or my business partner, is uh, Christian Rodriguez, and uh, he's a more tech guy, more close to the marketing, nothing to do with the hotel industry. And he wanted just to make a really simple question to an hotelier. And that question was, why the minimum stay in a hotel is 24 hours? In fact, it's 22, because the difference between the check-in time, normally 2 p.m. until uh, 12, 12 a.m., it's 22 hours. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to answer him, and I realized that there were nobody in the industry, neither OTAs or hotel groups, offering this kind of flexibility or this kind of product. And that's why we created uh, buyhours.com and uh, even until today we are the, the only one uh, hotel booking platform that we allow users to decide the check-in time in a hotel during 24 hours doesn't matter if it's 7 a.m 7 p.m 5 p.m whatever you want how many hours do you want to stay in a hotel three six or twelve hours then we speak about micro stays and just pay for those hours we are introducing the concept of the paper use in the hotel industry Mm. Very interesting. And how did you get this company off the ground? Was, was it difficult to sell the concept to the hotels? Exactly. At the beginning, there are two main challenges in the company. First of all, was the supply, and after today, maybe it's the demand, because uh, we need to challenge with both of them. But at the beginning, it was really complicated just to demonstrate to the investors or even to the market that the, the hotel industry, they want to play this game. I mean, they want to put in inventory, they want to participate. And it, at the beginning, it was really complicated because the first hotels was uh, so tough just to, to, to sign the first contract with the hotels. But after that, in, we started in Spain with my network that they have in Spain, after in, in well, Barcelona, Madrid, the rest of Spain. And right now, we are with more than 3,000 hotels in uh, all Europe, all Latin America, and Middle East. And really soon, during 2019, beginning 2020, we are going to open the States. And um, so let's go back a bit more to the beginning of the uh, validation. Uh, how, to what extent your network in the hotel industry, the fact that you are from deeply from this industry and, and you had a deep network in the Barcelona hotel industry, to what extent that helped you in validating the concept? I think it's uh, if you are uh, trying to make like an entrepreneur inside the industry that you know perfectly, you have the network, you have the knowledge and everything. 
I think it's more easier because you, it's at the beginning you have, you can trust on your colleagues or even if they are competitors and you are right now they are like partners, you can have this uh, this possibility to to sit with them, to explain to them the, your new idea or what do you want to innovate in this industry, yeah. and uh, at the beginning it's more simple if you you have this network or this knowledge in the industry. But uh, even though you have, here in Spain, we have this kind of uh, possibility. Uh, here in Bayawas, we have the, the main stopper that we have uh, six years ago. It was more with the perception, okay? And uh, even, uh, I think today, we don't have any more this problem. But uh, six years ago, if you speak in, in Spain, in Italy, in France, in the States, or in Asia, wherever you are in the world, if you speak to someone, hotel by the hour, we have like the sex perception, okay? Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, the people, they are more like this kind of sex perception. We don't want to be in this environment since the beginning. We are really focused on business people, travelers, families, uh, hotels close to the airport, close to the main train stations in the city center. And at the beginning, it was really complicated just to manage this kind of perception, okay? But uh, today, we demonstrate to the hotels that our user, our client, is not this kind of client because we don't want to to work with uh, this kind of client. And uh, today we are all the hotels that we have in our platform they are really happy, and they are uh, having this like additional revenue for their PIL. And the use cases that you zeroed in on are business use cases and some like their hospital use cases, hotels close to hospitals when uh, people need to come and stay waiting for a loved one to be who's in the hospital, those kind of use cases, right? Exactly. We, we, we want to talk more about travelers. Normally, the, the, the business people are more focused on travelers, but also families, okay? If you are traveling, I think it makes sense. Uh, if you have a plane that arrives at 6 a.m. to Mexico or to Bogota or whatever, maybe you, you, you want just a room just to take a shower before your first meeting or something like that. But also, close to, as you say right now, close to the hospitals, close to the main uh, football stadiums also or theaters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end, all the, all the spaces that they are people waiting or uh, waiting for something or for someone, I think it makes sense just to offer this kind of a short stay in a hotel. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, now um, talk a bit about your financing strategy. You put in a little bit of your own money and then you, you did raise money. So let's talk a bit more about how you, you know, how you got to your first round of financing. Yeah. I think we use the classical uh, FF, uh, the triple F, I mean the family, fools and friends, okay? In our case, we don't use the family. We are more focused on only uh, fools and friends. And uh, the first round was covered more for our own money uh, from my business partner and myself. And after that, the, the more the classical friends that you have uh, that want to make like a small tickets in order to, to proceed with them in the first MVP. And after that, we we put it more business angels from Spain, uh, and then some venture capital, more professional investors from Spain. And after 2015, we decided just to to expand our business as we wanted to, to open uh, the rest of, of countries, like in, in in Europe. We started to talk with uh, more VCs, uh, international VCs, and I think the company changed completely because we incorporate in our board of directors uh, these kind of uh, VCs 
And, um, and definitely it's what we say, smart money. I mean, it's not only the money, it's really important, the smart money. And if you, uh, you focus your uh, fundraising strategy in those investors that they have also network or knowledge in the travel or in the hospitality industry, it's in our case, it's a double win because you have the money, but also you have the knowledge and the network we ask for the for to scale so, the business. Uh, what are the uh, denominations? You you put in about hundred thousand euro, you and your uh, co-founder. Uh, what was the first angel round? The first angel round was uh, I think was after that, and it was with some business angels and some friends, and we put in a valuation of one point seven million euros in here. In, in it was at the beginning, okay, because the first. But the company, we were ourselves, that we were financing this part. And after that, until today, we raised, until right now, close to 10 million uh, euros. Uh, and right now, we are really close to, we are going to, to, to close a new round of uh, another eight. I mean, total, we'll be close to uh, 18 million euros in a different rounds, okay? And, uh, but as I told you before, after 2015, with international investors. And right now we are talking with some VCs from the States that uh, because as we want to open the States, it makes sense for us uh, to have someone there in the region, in the area, in order to help us to develop the business and also to develop the network with another investor. So um, just to kind of get the specifics of what did you go between the angel round and the VC round what were the metrics that you went to VCs with? Yeah. The main metrics was that just to validate the business. At the beginning with the first business angels, uh, it, it was more like a, I don't want to say the PowerPoint, but it was more like a, just some papers and just to, to sign some contract with the hotels, just a small number of bookings. And after that, uh, when you start to talk with VCs, Definitely, you have to, 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 to show to the VCs that you have the, the first KPIs. I mean, our main KPIs, for example, is the CAC, the cost acquisition of the client, the average order value, and the lifetime value. These are the main three KPIs that we have in our P&L. And the main VCs at the beginning, they wanted to know what, what, what about these KPIs in Spain? And if we are ready just to scale these KPIs outside of Spain, I mean, opening Germany, for example, that was, was our second country was Germany. The, the first VCs, they say, okay, we want to invest uh, 1.5 million euros, but you need to open during the next 12 months uh, Germany, just to have your first experience talking with new hotels, I mean, new hotels from outside of Spain, but also just to try to make some bookings outside of Spain. Mm -hmm. And what uh, does it take for you to open a new geography, like said Germany, in the case of Germany? Was it basically calling these hotels and giving the value proposition as a telesales customer acquisition, well, supply acquisition strategy? Uh, and it's really important just to know that you are going to make a lot of mistakes. And even today, we are opening right now uh, America, but in the next month, we are going to open the States. We know that we, we need to, to commit a lot of mistakes, and that's normal, okay? Because each country is completely different in terms of the culture, in terms of the industry, everything. But after that, the hotel industry, in, in, in the main cities where we are working right now, the main cities, the main capitals, 
is exactly the same. I mean, the, the hotels, the, the, the terms of the KPIs, the, how they work, how they sell their rooms and everything, it's more or less the same. Then you have to go uh, physically to the hotels at the beginning just to meet with them. In our case, first of all, is the supply. First of all, it's just to, to sign some contracts in order to put in our platform, in our uh, website, the, the hotel. So it's, it's not a telesales close. You have to have a no. uh, supplier acquisition. At the beginning, it was like that. But to be honest with you, right now, we have more than 22 countries. And in the last 12 countries, something like that, we we did it just from here uh, over the phone, like, like a, a call center from here, from Barcelona. But because we learned how to do it, but yeah. at the beginning, the first and what is the other side on the demand side what is the go-to-market strategy uh, it's a, at the beginning was the, the the early adopters that you have for example just doing some pr uh, pr works very well for us because the the the, the magazines the newspapers uh, they want to talk about our idea about the innovation in the hotel industry, yeah. and that works very well. After that, we use a lot of uh, social media. We work with uh, other kind of influencers or our own social media. And after that, online, I mean, uh, Google, uh, we are doing uh, all these kind of uh, tools uh, in order to, to arrive to our user. But also we did uh, like offline or TV campaigns. In Spain, we invested uh, at the beginning uh, a lot of quantity of money in terms of TV campaign, and that's uh, it works uh, very well for us. Mm -hmm. And what kind of uh, numbers do you have? Like, how many hotels are in the network now? Um, you said about 35 countries. Exactly. Well, we have like uh, doing bookings like more than 24 countries, something like that. They are more focusing in in, in Europe or Latin America uh, and the Middle East. We have hotels in Qatar. In, uh, in the Emirates and in Bahrain, all this area, because they, they, they are incredible hubs, airport hubs, and uh, our users, normally they need a hotel close to these kind of airports. But also in, in, in Latin America right now, we are uh, in our second office in, in Mexico, um, and uh, Colombia, Colombia works very, very well, but also Argentina, Chile, Ecuador, Peru, uh, Panama, uh, we are really happy with the main performance in, in Latin America, even though we just started like some months ago. But uh, in terms of KPIs, they are really promising. How many hotels total right now? Total, we have like 3,100 hotels uh, working with the main hotel groups, but also with a lot of independent hotels. We work with uh, Holiday Inn, with Accor, with Sheraton with NH, with the main hotel groups, but also with a lot of independent hotels or small uh, hotel chains. And when we talked um, last, you shared the, the revenue KPI, which is which was over 5 million euro for 2018. What are okay. you thinking uh, 2019 will come in at? Yes, 2018 we are going to, in, terms, in fact, our Business plan is started because uh, the first six months of 2019 we were in, in fundraising and we were more like uh, trying to improve a lot our technology, trying to improve a lot our supply and everything. But I think we are going to double, okay, during the, the next uh, months. And uh, right now we are going to be more 
during 2022, I think it's like 27 million, uh, something like that. The, the most important will be the open in the states. Uh, we are, we we know that the, it will be an after before and after of the states, and uh, we are going to see what happened with the states during the next two three months. Mm -hmm. So um, you've already raised 18 million, right? Exactly. We, uh, in fact, we are. We raised close to eight, and right now we are going to close a new one of another uh, ten, something like that, nine. Okay. So the only thing I would say that from my uh, audience here listening, um, just be a little bit careful about raising too much money, because you know typically a traditional VC, not there is a class of VCs that are playing in a you know, small capital efficient startups and early exit seeking business. But when you get into the domain of 18, 20 million dollars worth of funding, you're playing in the domain of traditional VCs. And, and that category of investors are looking to go from zero to 100 million dollars in five to seven years. So just be aware of these, you know, the, the requirements of these VCs. And, and that you're going to have to deliver that level of what I call hyper growth and hyper growth is not a natural state of business. Even by doubling, you can't quite get to those kinds of numbers. You kind of need an exponential curve somewhere um, to get to those numbers. So that's just, you know, just something to those who are listening, just keep this in mind as you're thinking through your fundraising strategy. And, and as a um, follow-up to that, Guillermo, my question to you is, have you thought about these implications of raising too much money? Yes, definitely. I think it's, there is a lot, like, uh, it depends on the industry. We are talking about the travel industry, and it's a really mature market with incredible players. And if you want to do something in this incredible market, I think you need to raise a lot of money. This is my personal point of view. Definitely if you are in another industry, or in another kind of e-commerce or whatever, okay? But in the travel industry, it's really complicated. After that, I totally agree with you. It's, uh, it's something that you have to care about uh, the, the, just to, to funding or funding and because you have to, to support with KPIs. But as I told you, we raised during the last six years, eight million euros. And right now we are going to raise another eight. I mean, we need to spend this eight million euros in the future. I mean, we are not overfunding, I think. We are going to close right now. We are not overfunding. Right now, you're fine. Exactly, because we raised until right now 8 million euros. I mean, in during six years. It's not too much, I think. No, it's and not too much. But, but remember that with $18 million worth of financing, you better start delivering those kinds of, like, you know, in the, you, you're already in the market for a while. So now yeah. you need hit the 100 million revenue mark relatively quickly because now you've got quite a bit of funding in under your belt. Um, so yeah. without raising humongous amount of money more, you're going to need to start getting into those exponential curves. Definitely. No, I agree with you. I think it's important just to balance between the funding and your KPIs, your performance, yeah. and everything, your revenues. I agree with you. Because, you know, the, at some point, you're going to have to start having the exit conversations and return on investments and all that. Um, and, and you're going to, you know, the minute you come into the U.S. and start interacting with USBCs, they're going to look at those numbers, right? They're going to look at, otherwise, they're going to load your term sheet up with liquidation preferences. Yeah. And, and 
even though we are, if you, I think also is different if you talk about a B2C business model or B2B, they are also different. Okay, we are in the middle because uh, we are part of B2C just to, to, to show to the market that it makes sense, this kind of product. But today what we want to do exactly is just to manage or to lead the distribution of these micro stays even in our own channel, but also in, in other channels like OTAs, in airlines, or in corporates. I mean, we want to expand our business, and then it's different, because in terms of valuation, in terms of scalability, it's completely different. You actually have a very uh, good opportunity to, to leverage more with B2B, because the corporates all have travel uh, arrangements, right? They, you know, they have lots of traveling people in their uh, ecosystems, and if you can, you do a lot of corporate deals, you could grow much more efficiently, capital efficiently. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. And uh, talk a little bit about what's happening in Barcelona. It's a very active, very vibrant ecosystem, and and you've obviously been successful through that uh, network. Talk a bit about what's happening, how, uh, how is the ecosystem developing? Yeah. I, right now, Barcelona is, is the main city in Spain in terms of the, the startup ecosystem. In Europe, I think after London or Paris or Berlin, they are in the, in the main top five. And, uh, here right now, we are partners of the Barcelona Tech City. It's the main association in Spain uh, in terms of uh, a lot of startups, we are all of us together in one association, and I think it's a it's a really nice place just to to start a, a company. First of all, because a lot of uh, young people for, from Europe or from the States or whatever they want to come to to, to Spain and to Barcelona. Because yeah. the, quality of, the quality of life here in Spain is amazing, and in Barcelona, in terms of the weather and everything, and you can hire a, a good talent. Uh, with a different uh, expense cost because in London, for example, are really more expensive. Yeah. And, uh, and in our case, in terms of the tourism, uh, Spain is the second country in the world with more tourism. I mean, the, 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 in terms of the hospitality, the travel and everything, it's perfect because you are doing the MVP in, the, in one of the main countries of the world with more uh, experience in, in the hotel, but also in the travel. I mean, for us, it's perfect because we can validate the business in, a, in our own uh, city. Very good. Very good. Um, Guillermo, wonderful story. Look forward to uh, following your journey and, uh, and see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.